extra, extra, read all about it. Today's episode of Think Jargon is going to be uh, kind of like the six o'clock news for nerdy, web-searchy stuff. Jared's got some news bulletins for us today. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jared Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. Mr. Jared, how's it going? It is fine, but I'm not interested in it. I'm interested in this. Let me ask you something. Yes. Have you ever been to a track meet? A track meet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the sprinters? Yeah. It's they're just like it's hard to even keep up with them because yes. they're running so fast. Yes. And if you ever run against them, they'll blow you out of the water. Yes. Well today's episode's gonna be a little like that. Really? We have a lot to cover. It's gonna go really fast. And it's sort of reflective of how Google is changing things constantly. On your mark. Get set. set. Go. Go. All right. So five big announcements. You ready for these? I am. It's all around the search world. Okay. So it it, it sort of, uh, it touches search in some sort of way. So I'm going to try to go over these pretty quickly, but I do want to emphasize these are probably some of the biggest, largest announcements, especially from Google. Uh over the past five years. Dude, and I think you're kind of worrying me. Well, I think they are going to honestly change search in the way, not only the way consumers search for things, but I think it's going to change how businesses need to approach uh, content uh, production, really. Um, well, stop teasing me, man. Give me the first right, one. Ready? Yeah. First one is probably the largest one. And um, it was announced last week by Google. It's called Google Passages. And ever, Google's always uh, updating their algorithm. Al- algorithm, probably on a. It's the end of a long week. <laughs> yeah. the algorithm <laughs> they they're always updating their algorithm um, on a daily basis. Small little touches, right? But they're always uh, updating their algorithm. But ever so often, they'll have what they call core updates, and those are more significant updates. And you'll see. Ratings and rankings um, fluctuate rather dramatic when these core updates happen. All right. Um, this Google Passages will be a, a core update by Google. Um, and what Google Passages is, is it's sort of like uh, finding a needle in a haystack. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is... Google is always trying to help the user. Their their whole goal is the end user. That's our benevolent overlord right it's, there. Yeah, and, and so that's a rather obvious statement, but <laughs> um, about a year ago, they launched this natural language AI component called BERT. Oh, come and on. They, they named applied, it BERT. They named it BERT. Hey, BERT. And I'm not going to even go over BERT? what BERT stands for How because I, I couldn't you, even BERT? tell you. Uh, but Bernie. what I... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, no more Sesame Street references, Google, please. Um, what Bert does is it, it helps Google understand the searcher's intent. And the way it does that is by understanding, um, meanings of words and 
bio-directional, bi-directional words that meaning that are two or three words before the main word uh, so that it can better understand what the user is trying to ask. How does that affect my my interaction with Google or a business's interaction with you? So in comes Google Passages. And that's why I think this is going to be so significant. Google only applied about 7% of BERT over the last year. But I think that number has grown in the background. And now it's ready to kind of full-fledged launch BERT 100%. And what that means is uh, BERT is going to play a significant role in how pages and more importantly, how passages of pages are ranked. So what is, it, what is a passage of a page? A passage could be like a paragraph, oh, right? Okay, okay. And instead of you having to fumble through the whole entire page, uh-huh. if you ask a question like, um, I don't know, um, how can I integrate video into inbound marketing? Why would I ask that? How about how long is a piece of string? There you go. How okay. long is a piece of string? Well, people that are trying to game the system and all of these content creators yeah. are writing all about the length of a string. Yep. Right. And you just want the answer. You ne- don't necessarily want to read uh, 20 paragraphs about the length of so a string. Google is. So is, now with BERT and natural uh, languages, okay. natural language is able to go in. This is crazy. And it's going to be able to pinpoint and find where the true answer to your search is. And offer it in a snippet. And it's going to operate in a snippet. It's like rich snippets on steroids. <laughs> and it's what you probably understand this better than anyone with YouTube. They're they're. They have enhanced the way uh, an answer is found in the video. So instead of watching the whole video, right, it goes to the seven minute and 20 second mark of where that answer is being provided. Yep. I've seen that all the time. So it Google is now changing their their the infrastructure of how it's going to rank these things. And um, instead of it being a rich snippet here in the re- 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 uh, search results that's based on more relevancy or how many inbound links this particular site has yeah. to how long is a piece of string. Now it's going to use natural language and it's going to be able to find that answer for you and answer that searcher's intent without anyone gaming the system. Basically. Okay, so for those that are listening that are not in the room with us, which is everybody, um, <laughs> we, we are looking at a large monitor on the wall, and I just Googled how long is a piece of string, and uh, Jared's been referring to the, the, the dis- how that appears right now, and said, well, what's the date today? It's the day before Halloween in yep. 2020. Yep. So to your point, it's almost like um, th- this makes sense. You know, Bert comes along, and... I get where they're trying to go to. I get why they're trying to do it. And I'm seeing it in video already, which is kind of cool. Yep. But if you look at the search results for how long is a piece of string in Google right there, the people also ask. Yep. That's now striking me, having learned about BERT, as a step towards BERT. Yep. Because what they're saying is, hey, here's the answer to your question, we think. Yep. Here are a couple of other um, things that people have asked, kind of like what you're looking for. So it's like, we know this probably might not be accurate, the actual right. answer we've given you. So here are some other you know, yep. ways to uh, um, 
other things people have asked to bring clarity to you. So they're trying to connect you with the answer best right now. But that people also ask is probably going to go away when Bert fully makes his I, presence. I think felt. you're 100% right. I think it is also this whole setup right now of what we're looking at, the search engine results page right now with the rich snippet, which is sort of like a small paragraph that appears in the search results mm -hmm. and the people also ask. I think that's been Google's way over the last year of stringing it, no pun intended, yeah. uh, all together so that BERT and its system can now understand what people are asking um, almost in, in natural language. And the key here is, although Google has done a really good job of trying to match uh, the search results with the searcher's intent. A lot of times you as a searcher will have to reformat your search could be because you're like, ah, that's not exactly what I was looking for. Let me go back and search it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I think that is going to, you're going to find as a consumer, that's going to sort of go away because Bert's going to have a better idea through you know, their AI and their intelligence of uh, what your your whole intent would be and finding that answer and providing it to you. So when you click on it, it's going straight to that answer instead of you sort of like the needle in the haystack, instead of you having to read through 20 paragraphs of content because that was written to search to rank on search. Mm. Google's kind of going away from that and saying, we, we understand what your your intent is, and we're going to give you the answer right away. That's kind of cool. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Hit so, me number two, because we're already like nine minutes all into right, this. Sorry time. about that. That was the big one. YouTube Shorts. You probably can explain this better than I, but I think this is a direct go at um, TikTok. You and I are old, Stuart. We're old traditionalists. Traditionalist. We hate vertical videos because we come from a world where video was watched on oh, the horizontals yeah so google has announced and is introducing these short videos that are shot vertically uh in under 60 seconds they're calling them youtube short uh shorts and it's a good great way for businesses to um, introduce merchandise or introduce things that are happening happening it's God awful vertical. So uh, this is a subjective comment there. I'm not a big vertical video person, but that's the way the world is going with mobile. Um, so it, I think it's in beta now. Um, it's about to launch, but um, essentially, I think this is a huge go at TikTok. And um, I, I could be wrong on that. And again, I'm just kind of learning more about it as well. But um, it's it's YouTube's way of kind of diversifying and giving the audience what they want um, in a kind of a video uh, for a vertical video format. Um, can, can I can I just pause you there? Because sure. um, just because it's video does not mean I'm the expert on this. I look at this and I'm a cynical old man. I just <laughs> told am. You. I so, told you. So, <laughs> I'm 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 in the production of content for corporations and things. Right. If a corporation like this this to me <laughs> strikes me as just the next bloody fad. It's what it is. Like my 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 11-year-old son stares at this kind of nonsense for hours and sure I know that has a value if you're selling clothes. I don't know whatever, but I just yeah. I'm not going to 
be doing this I, kind of video. <laughs> I'm I'm totally with you, but I just want it's good to be aware of what's going on. The new right? fad and yep. the, the from YouTube yep. then is YouTube yep. Shorts, and uh, go check it out. I'm sure it's going to be like Instagram Stories in a year from now. Exactly. It's going to be huge. Yep. Number three, Apple is starting their own search engine. Shut up. Yep. At least that's the rumor and that's the 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 talk. And let me tell you why. So Google currently is um, being hit with an antitrust lawsuit um, with, by the government. Which Basically, government? our government, the U.S. Really? Yeah, because huh. they um, are essentially a monopoly. Um, yes, they are. You know, they own about 90% of search. Do you remember of, when, when um, uh, Microsoft, um, the yes. browser Internet Explorer 4, yes. I think it was. Yes, very similar. The, they, they were, because they were shipping Microsoft, the operating system, with yes. Internet Explorer, they, they claimed And that went that on were, for years. It did. This is exactly the same thing, but it involves two companies. Oh, hit me. So you're, you're on to something here. It's just like Microsoft installing it in the operating system, and, you know, it'd be very hard to change it, so you just use it, yeah. right? Back in the day. Well, guess what? Guess who pays Apple probably more than anyone in the world right now? I don't know. Google. Oh, really? They pay Apple billions of dollars a year to be the default search engine. So when people open huh. up that iPhone yeah. and they search, it's automatically on Google. Yep. So with Google being hit with an anti-trust um, lawsuit, Google's, uh, Apple's looking at it as, mm, maybe this is our opportunity to create our own search ecosystem and um replace google um in the in the or at least battle with google in the search um good for the engine world i like a world with lots of competition i, I think too. it's overdue we'll see though i mean if you compare google maps to apple maps google maps kills them so let's see how <laughs> how good apple is in in the search environment but it is something to be to keep your eyes on sure Next I, will, one. I will support and use it okay i will too and you know what that's a great point most people that have iphones or at least the ones that buy new ones or, or update their operating system once this happens mm. they're not gonna i mean the average consumer is not gonna really know or care right i mean they're just gonna go to search and if it's on a default apple search uh apple controls but over 50 percent of the mobile i wonder world. how many people even know how to change their default that's what i'm saying yeah. that's yeah right. fair enough right. so it's it's a big deal um for google analytics has just announced a new product called google analytics 4 now, before we talk about it, I didn't realize there was a Google Analytics 1, 2, or 3. Me neither. So Google Analytics 4, I'm going to give you the quick snippets on it. Um, it's going to become the new default for anyone that has not created uh, Google, a new Google Analytics account. Uh, when you create one starting, I guess, now, <laughs> you will have Google Analytics 4. Um, what Google Analytics 4 will do is three there will be three major kind of improvements um one is it's going to integrate machine learning which means um, it's going to automatically uncover insights from your data to make improvements to your marketing so if anyone's ever gone into google analytics you know it's in extremely intimidating when you first get in it's like getting in a new car and looking at the dashboard and going what the heck do i press on that's why they call their new products things like bert Exactly. Ernie and Bert, baby. So <laughs> um, maybe they should have called Google Analytics for Ernie. 
Because they could just bring been Bert nice. and Susie. Ernie, right? Yeah, maybe. And in meetings, they could have been like, have we improved Bert? Well, Ernie, <laughs> we've been working on Ernie. Anyway. Um, the uh, So machine learning will be integrated. The reason that's important is for uh, dummies like me who go into Google Analytics and are just looking for high points in the metrics. Yeah. They will be provided for you right away with, uh, with their machine learning. So two... It's going to give you a more complete understanding of your cons your customer's life cycle. So basically, the big challenge has been uh, when you look in Google Analytics, you can see all this data, but what what does it really mean? Like for you know, how many customers am I garnishing from this? Um, you know, what 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 am I supposed to look at here? And it's always been tracked. Uh, it's always tracking the data and not necessarily the person. Hmm. So uh, this is where marketing analytics becomes really um, uh, important and strong. And I think this is Google's move towards marketing analytics and not just like IT analytics. So it's going to track the customer's life cycle and things like cross domain um, usage or uh, cross uh device usage so if you go from a mobile phone to your to the web to the desktop it's going to be able to track those um you as one person so we'll look forward to seeing how this um progresses three it's built to be future-proof and more durable and basically what that means is uh we're in a world today of privacy and privacy protection and everyone is with the GDPR and all this other stuff that, you know, everyone's website now has you click on, you know, allowing cookies and all of this other stuff. Well, this is going to be cookie proof, supposedly, where it's going to be able to track analytics um, and without the dependency upon cookies. So cookies, for those of you uh, here, again, another Sesame Street uh, reference with Cookie Monster. Uh, we got Ernie, we got Bert, and now we have Cookie Monster. Um, somebody at Google was a Sesame Street fan. I think so. Um, cookies basically is your history on of your web usage, and it allows um, systems like Google and Facebook to track kind of your history. And with that context, you're able, you're able to better market to those um, individuals. Well, uh, cookies are very soon going to be sort of a thing of the past because of privacy issues. And so Google, I think this is their step in the right direction of making it sort of cookie, cookie monster proof, um, if you will. Mm. Number five and the last one, because I know we're coming up on the uh, end of our time. Microsoft has really been stepping their game up, which I'm glad to see kind of going back to Stuart's point. Um, I want more competitors in our, our field. I don't want to be relying on one uh, one company because that one company, you're so dependent on them and they decide to do some sort of evil thing and take over the world, you're screwed, right? Yeah. Isn't Alphabet's motto, they do no evil? <laughs> yep. Supposedly. Um, so Microsoft <laughs> has launched an, an analytics product as well. It's called Clarity. And in addition to the familiar metrics that Google Analytics provides, things like you know sessions and device breakdown and bounce rate, Clarity has some features that are not found in Google Analytics. Like what? Things like that marketers and webmasters may kind of get all giddy with um, heat maps, okay. kind of showing you yep. where people are going on your site, what they're clicking on, that sort of thing. I love this one, rage clicks. 
It's going to show you where people were like, almost like road rage, where they're trying to click on something <laughs> and it's not, it's not linking. You can say, oh, maybe this is, maybe this should be linked on our website. Um, session recordings, kind of recording where, you know, where the users are going on your website and JavaScript error reporting. So mm -hmm. I guess if there's JavaScript errors on the back end, you, you will be notified. Well, um, please, I've been getting, uh, I use, um, Outlook among a hundred yeah. other things and a couple of weeks ago I started getting these Cortana daily briefs mm. from the Office 365 suite I guess that's part of their their attempt to yeah um, get in on some of that. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's overdue man I mean Google's dominated this for too long and, and while they are amazing. I mean just I, I've used Google products for the longest time um, I'm also a, I'm a bigger fan of competition. So good, good for Apple, this, good for the, Microsoft. This world needs more competition. Like it's better for it, right? Yep. You don't want one company um, deciding the fate of the internet. No, I don't. No. And with that, we will leave it because we're at 20 <laughs> minutes. So thanks, Stuart. <laughs> it was awesome. Thanks, right, man. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.